You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro from Sassam Securities back from his travels in North America. And I won't ask him if he's happy to be back. I won't ask him <laughs> about his experiences in America because we've covered that on other platforms. But uh, David, what I will ask you about is the morning on the, uh, actually the whole day on the JSC Securities Exchange mm. because the Stock Exchange News Service lit up this morning with number one, RCL Foods. Uh, share price currently up 8%, was up 12% earlier on. African Rainbow Minerals, share price down 2.7%. Both of those companies coming out with results. What else have we got here? Um, Bidvest, yeah, uh, AVI. Bidvest, AVI. yeah, Bidvest coming mm. out with their results as well, up or mm. 7 this morning. Uh, share price down nearly 1%. Ascendis, market update on recent speculation in respect of a potential offer to Ascendis health shareholders. Anyway, it's a small company. It used to be a big company, not, not so much anymore. <laughs> what else have we... Trellidor came out with numbers. Grindrod has disposed of something. But what I'm saying is that it's, it's coming to the end of the result season, the June 30th mm. result seasons, and it's been very, very busy. And mm. what, do you, what do you make of it all now that we're coming to the I, end of it? I, I think, you know, in fact, in a meeting this morning, I was just discussing the results in broad principles saying yes. that generally I think that South African managers have done pretty well in a difficult time. Yes. Or, or to put it another way, we thought that the times were going to be a lot more difficult than they have proved. You know, every bank, every business who lent money put out massive provisions. Uh, even those who financed, you know, the retailers also uh, created huge provisions. And uh, generally, uh, the situation turned out a lot better than we thought, and therefore those provisions have been reversed. The the question, uh, Lindsay, and I don't think we can even answer this, is where do we go to from here? You know, we've gone through a pandemic. 2020 was so difficult to understand. Uh, we recovered from a, a very awful situation, and we're doing better, but we're still facing um, a wall of worries. Now, it, it's funny to hear me talking like this because I'm bullish and I'm very happy yeah. that global markets keep edging their way up. But there's, there's a lot of issues that we have to work through from COVID itself, which is far from over. You know, if you look in the America today, if you look at the headlines, the number of uh, cases that are being admitted to hospitals, you know, and the number is serious simply because um, there's so many states who have not embarked on um, the vaccine campaign. If you look at those issues, globally, it's still an issue. Um, it's still an issue in Japan. It's still an issue wherever we look, uh, Australia, New Zealand. So you've got that. You've got Afghan. We're not quite sure how this is going to unfold. You, you know what I mean? Whether or not uh, ISIS is going to set up there, whether it's going to be a haven for um, terrorism. We've got uh, Japan, a new, uh, a new premier coming in. Um, what, you know, and so we keep going. Inflation is still an issue. You would like this. There's an article that yeah. um, uh, Rogoff from uh, Harvard wrote on the parallels between 1970 and 2020 in America. You know, remember in the 1970s, well, you won't remember. I certainly remember the very, very high levels of inflation that came. Uh, after the Vietnam oh, the oil, War. Was and also the, the oil crisis. Yeah, you oil, know, yeah. sure. That, that, was, that was, I think that was yeah. the trigger for that inflationary rise. It was, but mm. it also had to do with the ending of the war with Johnson's Great Society, funding the Great Society, and a lot of parallels. So there, there are many things that we have to negotiate um, going forward. 
Um, and, and I've got China. You know, we don't understand China's policy, where this is all going as well. So um, it, it's, it's, it's very um, – as a bull, I'm just very happy with the way that the markets are performing and holding their own. But, I mean, there's not a day that goes by where we don't have to negotiate something. Today, Guinea <laughs> – the yeah. queue in Guinea said Al- the aluminium, aluminium price. Yeah. No books, <laughs> right? So aluminium's at no. a ten year high. Yeah. And and and, and you you know, you understand what this means. I mean mm. aluminium's used in a number of different applications, particularly because it's a light metal cars. Thing. Aircraft but yeah, all of these things. And 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 uh, China takes most of its uh, offtake from uh, from Guinea. So a lot of a lot of things that we have to negotiate. So when you say when we look at the results, we say, okay, that's passed. Where to from here? How do we how do we get through all of this? Um, you know, how do we get through this to next year? Or oh, what? You know, it, it's not. I don't think it's very easy sailing. I'm thrilled that we are where we are, but I'm saying you've got to keep. Uh, discussing these points and trying to get on top of them and understand what they mean. So when we come to South Africa, you know, I always look at this country and say, hold on, 40% plus unemployed. We've already had riots. Is this going to hit us again? You know, where where are commodity prices going? They seem to be edging downwards other than aluminium. Um, well, we'll talk know, about and, that and, in and a moment yeah. but anyway. Yeah, go so, on. so I think, I think, Lindsay, that's my train of thought at the moment is that um, I must, I must be honest. I started to make notes yesterday. Yes. And I started to say, okay, write everything down, you know, and, and just try to think your way through all of the things. Write every, write that washing list, you know, or your to-do list mm. and then try and, and get on top of each one of these issues and find out how this is going to affect where we are, uh, in times to come. Okay. Well, let me uh, mention a couple of things here. The Afghanistan um, situation, it's very interesting because it's being courted now by China, Russia and Pakistan. I noticed the Pakistan uh, defense minister, obviously it's a neighbor of uh, Afghanistan. uh, So it's it's important that they forge some sort of relationship with people who are quite honestly murderous. And um, I mean, they can't be looked at as anything else. And if anyone does a deal with them, then they're doing a deal with the devil. And I I, I know I shouldn't be so uh, forthright, but that's that's what I believe, because their history dictates that they are so. Then you look at something else as well. Do you know the Nikkei down the Japanese market? Is it at its highest level this morning since 1990, David? 1990. Which is what is how many is that? That's thirty-one years ago. That's thirty-one years young. Yeah. Remember the remember the nineties when we hit that last high. Yes. That's when everything was Japanese. I mean, they were leading the way. All the business books were being written by Japan, and of course, the bubble burst. And they never faced the bubble like America faced it in two thousand and eight and nine. They had the zombie banks, and they tried to negotiate their way through this and uh, you had this huge huge these huge periods of uh, uh, you know of non-growth of deflation and uh, uh, technically if you were to put a yen in the 1990s under your mattress 20 years later it would have bought even more than it did in those periods you know that was japan i've never understood that mark when i say understood it i've always heard there have been a lot of fund managers here who've liked japan but I've never been able to find something to put my teeth into in Japan and say, I like this company or I like that company. You know, um, it's, it's, I, it's, for me, it's been an enigma, a very difficult market to read.
Yes, indeed. Um, going through the other headlines, I mean, apart from Japan, the aluminium story you've already referenced, yes. uh, you know, with, with Guinea and the coup d'etat, the military. Uh, I mean, just before we go on to that, I have to say something. Everyone's very bullish about um, Africa, but when you see these constant stories about, I mean, Ethiopia, Ethiopia was stable. I had an Ethiopian friend in Cape Town and he said, let's go to Ethiopia together. And I'll show you, and we can stay with my family, and you can see this beautiful, I mean, the most beautiful country. But then I said to him, I said, I I'm not really sure that I want to go. I'd, and I wasn't being disrespectful. I said, I just don't feel safe. And this was a couple of years ago. But it constantly happens. You're not bullish yeah. of Africa, are you? I mean, it's not that you're not no. bullish of Africa. It's you're no. not, you, you don't feel compelled to invest in Africa. No. Too risky. Too much too risky. Any country in which you can get malaria, I'm not going to invest in. So just um, very, very difficult. Very difficult because of the politics, because you don't know what's around the corner. You know, you don't know. Mm. And, and, and the one thing you want as an investor is certainty. Yes. Uh, you want to know that your rights are protected. You know, you want to know that if something happens, you can go to the courts, that policies are going to remain steady. Uh, they're not going to mess around with constitutional law or anything like that. And I, and also you want to buy, you know, I always ask myself, is there anything that I can get in Africa that I can't get in any other developed market? And I can't come out with that, you know. Okay. When it comes to, okay, investing I, I is one thing. Would you go on holiday to Ethiopia? Would you go on holiday to Kenya? No. You wouldn't. Maybe Kenya. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not mad about, uh, you know, I'm not mad about. I love the. I love the game. You know, I love yeah. safari, as you'd call it. But, you know, I love to go to game reserves and that, and I love the wild. But um, I don't like. I like organisation. Do you know what I mean? I like to go and know that if something goes wrong, somebody's going to help me and protect me. Yes. And I'm, and in Africa, I'm never quite sure. And I suppose that could apply to a lot of. Asian or other countries as well. Uh, it, it always scares me. What happens if I get ill or what happens if I lose something, you know, uh, or, or, or something happens? Am I protected? Mm. I don't know. That's, it, for me, it's a big fear. Yeah, I was speaking to a, a chap that uh, rented my first apartment from in, in Rotterdam, mm. and a very successful man. He's got, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter what he is, but he's very successful. And he said to me, uh, I said, you, know, you should go to South Africa, you should go here and there, and uh, because it's beautiful, your family would love it. He said, I'm never, ever going to go to a country where I'm not feeling safe and where there is so much inequality, yeah. because when yeah. there's inequality, uh, there is uh, tension. And uh, I, I'd, I'd rather just go to Europe where there is inequality, of course, but far yeah. less inequality than a continent like Africa. And he wasn't being disparaging about Africa. No, he just said, no. at my age, no. I don't want to expose myself to this kind of threat. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand that. He's dead right, yeah. It's a nice way of putting it. You know, mm. where there's inequality, there's, there, there are going to be issues. Dead right. Uh, and poverty, oh. inequality and poverty. Okay, uh, the coffee price. You drink coffee, don't you, David? Hmm. Okay, so the seven-year high at the moment because problems yeah. in Brazil and problems uh, with uh, logistics in Vietnam, which is also a big producer. So, yeah. uh, so, yeah. so this transitory inflation thing, which we go on That's about, you've got aluminium and you've got oil. Okay, mm. oil's come mm. off, mm. come off the boil, oil off the mm. boil in the last couple of days, but everything seems that they take their turns. It's either iron or it's oil or it's coffee or it's aluminium or it's copper, uh, but they just keep on nudging higher after little dips here and there. So, yeah, the inflation story is still there. 
yeah, it's 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 one of the big points, and uh, um, it's of course it's an issue. You know, will companies be able to maintain their margins? Manufacturing under pressure, motor vehicle manufacturing under pressure because there are no there are no um, you know computer chips, and and that leads to a lower demand. If you're not going to manufacture motor cars, lower demand for for uh, platinum, palladium, and so on. Mm. Um, so yes, it's it's you know when, when you write these things down, uh, you then have to you you know you've got to make a list of what's the the negatives and what the positives, and then you've got to decide. I haven't I haven't got to that point, but I mean there are a lot of things that I'm picking up that are that are concerning, and I'm not I'm not uh, these are not bearish articles. These are just articles that you pick up whether you're reading the Economist, the Financial Times, or Wall Street Journal, whatever. You know they just um, the general articles, but that's how you put it all together. Um, and, 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 you know, Lindsay, there's, there's, you know, uh, the markets are telling us things are okay, and I'm happy with that. But I want to be satisfied that things are okay. And uh, from then on, I go into the corporate results and see how, uh, you know, what guidance is, what, what people, what, what CEOs are saying about what lies ahead. Yeah, let's talk about a couple of these sets of results. The one yeah, company I yeah. didn't mention in my introduction, um, uh, Steinhoff, update on yeah. global litigation settlement proposal, share price down 13%. But the other one that I wanted to talk to you about, because I know you <laughs> no, you don't want to talk about that, AVI. Uh, no, no, I'm laughing because this is one day yeah, you know, one day from the next. It's, you don't know where Steinhoff is. and. Do we really care? You know, I, I, I just find I that we're spending so much, and I'm not criticizing you. I'm just saying that it's, it's interesting how we can't get it out of our systems. This company that, that is, uh, trying to, you know, trying to survive. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, for me, it's, uh, it's for gamblers, you know, it's literally gamblers. If you want to punt on, on, on this coming through, yes, you might make some money, but I don't even think that the underlying businesses are worth talking about in any case nevertheless anyway i mentioned it now, avi came out with their no. results i didn't mm. uh, yeah the share price is down 0.7 percent. this is a company that you like and i think one of the reasons yes. you like it is mm. because of um, its diversification it's yeah. it's product and uh, revenue diversification but also because you like the management or you liked the management very good yeah, and you like no, I do you, like management. AVI yeah, very, is, uh, is one of the companies, before sorry. you go on, yeah, is one of the companies, you'd phone him up and you say, please can I have an interview with the CEO? And they'd say, yes. no, I'm sorry, he's not doing an interview. He keeps himself to himself, or he did in, in, in the past, mm. and it's very difficult to get an interview with him. And I quite like that. He doesn't sort of shout from the roof, rooftops with a corporate megaphone. Uh, what did you strong. make of their results today? You must have had a look, quick look at them. I did. You know, this has been a company that have always kept costs under control. Yes. And I think in a very difficult time, they've come out with fairly decent results. Uh, they've got very good brands, brands that we know yes. uh, well. Um, I, I, I saw that they advertised Covella shoes, you know, which is part of their that one side Spits. that I never understood why they got into it. Well, and, and uh, but, but, you know, this is, this is Baker's Biscuits, Five Roses Tea. Um, a lot of brands that we use all the time. They're a very good food business. I like it. It's The result might have come below where the market was expecting. I'm not sure, and that's one of the reasons that they've fallen over the last few days, but a very steady, solid result. You know, it, it, Lindsay, at the end, it's driven by the underlying economy. You know, yes. They can't move away from that. But uh, um, as a business, well-run, 
uh, costs always, uh, you know, kept constant. Um, as you say, Simon Crutchley, person who keeps to himself, doesn't yeah. say too much, but manages as well. Capita came out with an yep. up- update on their trading statement in respect of the half year ended uh, 31st of August. Mm. Um, yeah, that was, there was the first out with their results there. The, I mean, everyone else is coming out with their results uh, for the end of June and Capitec all you know, coming out with theirs to the end of August quite soon, I think. Good, Share good price, company. Yeah. yeah, it's a great company. It really is a very good company. But do you own it? No. No. I don't know why. But I mean, it's one of the few businesses that has done very well, you know, over generations. And I was always put off by cynics, uh, by cynics or, or, or competitors who would always tell me, remember there was at one point, um, people turned very bearish. This was at the time that the Steinhoff story broke as well. Yes. About, uh, the way that they were rolling over their debt and you know, so many, um, stories out there and which they denied and they were right. You know, the company has proved very solid and it's slowly expanding into new areas from mortgages to, to lending to small and medium enterprises. It's, it's bought into, uh, trading. What's it? Easy equities or one of them? I don't, which, which one is it bought into? It's, I uh, don't know. I can't, you know, but, uh, I, I, I slowly getting there. And, and I think they are not dragged down by legacy issues like the other banks. They don't have bi- uh, bricks and mortar uh, branches in every little town in, in the country. And, and therefore, they're a lot more um, flexible. What's the word? Uh, fleet-footed yes. than, than, than other banks. I like, you know, I like Capitech. They might be expensive, but uh, very good business. You know, super business, and it, tra- it it trades at a high level because uh, because of its history, you know, and it's uh, it's 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 looking all the time. It you know, it's not a bank that keeps uh, static. No, no, it's it's actually. I remember distinctly when the everyone was bearish of it. I saw an announcement. Uh, I was sent an email by uh, their PR people and said they just recruited this particular person mm-hmm. from another PR company. And I thought, well, this this is exactly what a company oh, yeah. sh- should do. It says, right, we've got to send our message out there. We've got to continue to communicate with the naysayers, with the stakeholders, with the shareholders, and with everybody else. And they did it. They got somebody that, at the top of her game and uh, you know, put her in charge. And she's obviously done a very good job. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. and it's, a, it's a quality operation. Uh, David, it's uh, Labor Day in the United States of America. Yes. Uh, so this is the yeah. uh, this sort of signals the end of the U.S. holiday period. Holiday, yeah, As, mm. it's all over back now. To people, tomorrow. people drift back to work if they can in the United mm. States after that terrible storm that ripped across the Northeast and also uh, Louisiana and and other places. But I wonder what the last four months might um, might bring. Are you still bullish? I I, I don't know. I, you know, I'm not bearish. I'm not bearish in a sense that I don't think. I think the job numbers that came out on Friday, and I like Powell. He's, he's quiet, he's understated, and he seems to be a very competent man. And he's been saying, we're not going to do anything. I know the media and everybody's pushing him into doing things, mm. you know, starting to taper and so on. But he says, we're not going to do it until there's certain signals. And I think on Friday, uh, the job numbers signal that not everything is right in the U.S. There's no. still a lot of fears and therefore – Wait, you know, even if it does cost us in the long run, uh, which it could, you know, cost future generations, 
But I think he's going to be patient. And rates, interest rates are going to stay low for a very long time. They're not going to budge. And I think he's going to keep his uh, bond buying program up you know, for, for months to come. And I think that just supports equity markets. And I think it's against that that, that markets are uh, holding their own. But there's going to become a you know, time that things get a bit stretched. So we have to keep going from quarter to quarter, looking at results and seeing how companies are doing. But for the meantime, it's okay. You know, it's 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 edging up. They're doing fine. Lindsay, you know where the problem is? It's not it's not old clients, people that we've had in the market for a long time. It's what to do with the new money. That's mm. that to me is the challenge, and I find that very challenging. It's not the old money that's been there and has done far better than we thought it would be. Because I thought this was going to be a zero year. Yes. I thought it was a year in which I might, if lucky, make a few percentage points. We've done significantly better than that. And, and I'm, I'm very happy for that. But th- what do we do now if you give me some money now? Exactly what I was yeah. going to ask you. So what you're saying mm. is that the people mm. that had money, you didn't have to make a decision because you're in for the long no. term. They're already invested. Yes. But if, yes. um, uh, right. if, if some new money comes yeah. in and uh, they've yeah. got you know, 10, 20 million or something, which is the yeah. type of client that you normally deal with, David, at uh, Sasser and Securities, yeah. uh, you'd say to them, ah, you know, if, let's say it was January of 2020, no, of March or April of mm. 2020, for example, mm. you'd say, ah, I don't know at the moment. And it, you would be resi- no. reticent to get in, whereas the people that were already in, yeah. you would keep in rather than sell. Exactly. It's a very, exactly it's right. a very interesting um, uh, juxtaposition exactly right. of, uh, of, yeah. of these different factors coming in. Yes. So you wouldn't have fully invested somebody maybe a year ago, but you kept the people yeah. in exactly that were right. already invested. Yeah, exactly right. You know, that's, so that's fine. It's the fresh money that, and that's why I'm, number one, also, you know, the money that's already in, do we keep it in? We've got to ask those questions. But for me, the big challenge is what do you do with the fresh money now? You know, yeah. where, where do we put that? And, and, and to be honest, you've heard me going on about ASML and all these businesses. Yes. Hold on a sec. ASML's up, I don't know, 200% in the last two years. You say, okay, that's very nice. Yeah, I know, I love it, you know, and it's made me a hero. But do I put new clients in at these levels? You know, you, you've got to keep asking yourself that question, and that's that's the difficulty. So those winners that have paid us so well over 2020 and 2021, can we still buy them? You know, that's that to me is uh, is the difficulty facing us at the moment. Mm. It's 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 and it's a challenge. I'm not I'm not you know, brushing it aside. It's a big big challenge. Um, so yeah, it's it's the new money that's giving us the headache. That's good to have new money. It's a nice headache to have. Uh, David, I watched a football match here yesterday. It was uh, between a team called England and another team called Andorra. <laughs> now, I don't know, even know where Andorra is. It's somewhere. Uh, I, I don't know. It's a tiny little place uh, in, near some mountains somewhere. And uh, obviously England were going to win and they played their second team in the first half and then they brought on some substitutes in the second half. But when I look at England, I think to myself, they don't have... A superstar. Okay, Harry Kane's good. Mm-hmm. Jack Grealish. I mean, he's not worth a hundred yeah. million pounds. Nah, he, he, nah. He, he, he tarts around nah. on, the, on, the, on the left wing and, and yeah. passes. He's good. He's a good player. He's not a great yeah. player, but he's a good player. Nah. But he's not a hundred million pounds worth of player. Nah. What England lack is a Messi or a Ronaldo. Oh, yeah. he, he, did, did you see did, Ronaldo's did, goals? 
Yes, in the last two minutes against the Republic of Ireland. Yeah, yeah they, uh, uh, they, that he's, destroyed me. He's no, brilliant. He's amazing. No, he's brilliant. Now, I'm, you know what? And uh, mm. I, with all his nonsense, he took off his shirt and he's a clean, living, hard. But to have that passion at his age of 36, and not only that, to have the skill. I mean, both of those were headers. And I mean, they were brilliant. The way you he know, leaps saying, and he just, hangs in the air, that's yeah, the thing. I'm, I'm, no, he, I know. He's incredible. Yeah, I've seen so many chaps miss header and hit this way or head that way. But uh, he is he is really a superstar. And yes, definitely. I, you know, I, you know, hats off to him. And he doesn't lose heart. No. You know, as arrogant as he is and as, you know, he thinks he's a donor, which he probably is. But still, a uh, brilliant player. But you're right. There is no... There's no Roy Key. What, what would you call it? You know, one of those chapters. Roy of the Roses. Like a Roy of the Roses. Yeah, you know? that's right. Yeah, There's no one in England mm. like that. They, they, they've got lots no. of little skillful no. players who can touch yeah. the ball mm. and, and pass little mm. short passes and everything. And as they call it in, in Spain, tiki taka. Mm. They mm. do a lot of that. But apart from Harry Kane, who's very, very good indeed, and he's a, he's oh. like a, you know, when he comes on, it's like a clarion call for the rest he's of the team. He's not an older, hey. Oh, goodness me, he's not even close. He's not even close to Ronaldo or Messi. But England needs someone like that, and I can't see where it's coming from, quite honestly. No, no, no. Anyway. But anyway, I, I, you know what thrilled me was that when Saka scored, you know, I mean... Oh, it was so who's, nice. You know what, he's been under such abuse, and he's such a sweet chap. It was no, It wasn't his fault, you know, to have made him take that penalty but i was so thrilled that he scored and everybody came around him you know, and 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 also the just, crowd was very supportive mm, of him mm, as well very, i mean it's very, almost as though they said that very, you know we're, we're sorry for uh, with the abuse yeah, that we uh, yeah, uh heaped upon yeah. you and he came on and it was his 20th birthday and he scored and you could see the big mm. smile on his face it was really mm. it was quite a sweet mm. moment yeah mm. anyway david Thank you okay. very much for your time, as always. That's Pleasure. David Shapiro from, <laughs> from Sassan Securities. And by the way, good yomtif, because it's um, Thank you. <laughs> a very big time for you, isn't mm. it? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. a new year, yeah. So not me tomorrow night. <laughs> no, okay. Again. Day off. <laughs> again, you're, again, you're dumping us. All right. David Shapiro from Sassan Securities. And that was Shapiro World. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.